all the nutrition information out there today. Everything's conflicting, completely confusing. How are we supposed to be healthy if even the experts can't agree? This is Outspoken Nutrition. I'm your host, Laura Timbrook, and we're going to break it all down. I am actually super excited about today's topic. It's something that I have been talking a lot with my clients lately, but I realized I never talked about it on the podcast, and it's something so important when we deal with overeating, undereating, any kind of way that we feel like maybe some days we eat too much, we don't eat enough. And today we're going to actually be discussing the different types of hunger. And I've always found throughout my coaching career, even with parenting, a lot of times it's easier to fix something if you understand the why. And that's actually really what we're going to discuss today is we're going to discuss this hunger and why some days you feel like you can never eat enough and other days where you feel like you're just constantly craving things or maybe some days you just don't want to eat anything at all. And we're going to really kind of go over that. So if you were to go Google different types of hunger, you will come up with anything from four to 12 different types of hunger. I've kind of, in my way of doing things, I've simplified it a little bit more because I think 12 types of hunger is a little crazy. Really for me, there's mainly five different types and we're gonna talk about them. They're the physical hunger, the emotional hunger that's driven by our senses, then we have our cellular hunger, and then we have something that I call ancestral hunger. And we're gonna discuss all of these, what it means, so you can be able to decide at what times when you're finding yourself craving certain things, what is it really meaning? And once we understand things, we are more likely to be able to control them. Now, I want to preface this and talk a little bit about mindful eating real quickly. A lot of times when we talk about the different types of hunger, we also talk about mindful eating. And I know so many people, they hear of mindful eating and you can physically hear their eyes rolling in their head like, oh God, she's going to talk about this again. And you know, One of the reasons why so many people talk about it is it's important, but a lot of times it gets a little woo-woo and a little crazy, doesn't fit into our normal lives, but we're going to do something today that's going to make mindful eating simple. So let's talk about the first type of hunger, and that's physical hunger. Now, this is where our body is literally telling us we need fuel. Maybe our blood sugar is starting to drop. Your brain is getting cloudy. You're feeling that grumbling in your stomach. You are hungry. You need fuel. So this is the type of hunger we really need to kind of listen to. This is the one that's going to affect our blood sugar. It's going to affect our productivity. It's going to affect sometimes our own safety. So we want to make sure that when we are starting to feel hunger, that that's when we're feeding ourselves. We don't want to wait to the point where we're starving, where we can't think straight. Our stomach, you can visibly hear it 10 feet away. We don't want to get necessarily to that point because by that point, our blood sugar is already starting to drop pretty severe. And if any of you have unstable blood sugar or maybe you've even yourself have noticed it in the past, if your blood sugar gets too low during the day, I've had so many clients that find they are constantly chasing after it the rest of the day where if they kept their blood sugar more stable that they feel a little bit better. But That's really where we want to find out what hunger. So really, when we talk about mindful eating, 
is we want to really kind of check in with ourselves. You know, what are we feeling? And that's where we need to know, okay, what point do I need to eat right this minute? And what point should I be eating in the next 30 minutes? And that's really where, listen, you're going to have to do your own research on your own body and see where you're coming. Typically, most of us use a clock. We know nine o'clock we're eating breakfast, maybe 12 or one o'clock we're eating lunch, maybe five or six o'clock we're eating dinner. And that's that's fine. I mean, you can have those set timelines if your lifestyle allows it. Some people I work with, their lifestyle doesn't allow it. So they really kind of have to play it by ear when they can eat based on their career, whether you're a doctor or a nurse working on the manufacturing line, any of that. But understand when we're kind of getting to the point where we really need to eat. The next type of hunger we have is our emotional hunger. And I'm I know for me personally, if I am stressed out, I suddenly become very hungry. My body suddenly doesn't need all this energy. It's more of an emotional state. And there's been some research that has shown that the chewing of the jaw actually releases tension. If any of you have had a baby and have gone through Lamaze classes, one of the things they teach you is to relax your jaw and it reduces the stress. Well, it's kind of the same thing when we eat. As we exercise our jaw, it's naturally relaxing us. So that's one of the reasons why when we get all stressed out, we suddenly want to eat because our body is biologically telling us we need to reduce that stress. Now, there's so many other reasons. A lot of times things like sweets kind of boost serotonin and oxytocin and stuff like that that also come into play. But we see emotional eating from a variety of different levels. You have your stress eating. When we reach for the pint of ice cream when we're sad, Maybe we did something really good at work and we feel like celebrating and we're going to go get that fancy Starbucks Frappuccino or maybe we're going to grab margaritas after it's celebratory. So there's a range of emotions that happen. It could be stress, anger, sadness, any emotion you have can trigger you suddenly to be hungry. Now, I'm not telling you to ignore it. I don't want you to ignore it. You know, I think that's one of the biggest problems with our dieting system is that we tell everybody don't eat on emotions. Let's face it, we're always going to be eating on emotions a lot of the times. It's important to understand when you're eating on those emotions so you can control it. So if you know you're having a bad day, and let's face it, I'm going to have some ice cream to make me feel better, but maybe I'm going to have a half a cup of ice cream instead of an entire pint. That's where we want to utilize it. The same thing when we're celebrating birthdays. So many people feel guilty that they have gone, had cake and pizza and all of the, this, and you shouldn't. This is celebratory. There is kind of a culture that's been built around food, and it's not just the American culture. I know everyone likes to say, oh, well, it's your American cultures. It's not. It's almost any culture that you can see around the world, food has always been a part of that celebration. So we need to embrace it, and we need to ex- understand for what it is. Now, keep in mind, celebratory food should stay stay at celebrations. The next one we have is our senses. And this is where TV commercials love it. Have you ever found yourself sitting down at the end of the night? You're not even hungry. Hunger has never entered your mind. 
And all of a sudden, the Burger King commercial comes on. And suddenly, you are craving a hamburger. You just were not hungry a second ago. But now you are. And this is where our sense-driven hunger comes in. And this can be from seeing a food, smelling a food. Think about, I can tell you there is a local bakery. If I walk into that local bakery and I know I haven't eaten, I'm going to be starving. So I always make sure when I go into that local bakery to go in with like a semi-full stomach so I don't suddenly get like starving hungry. But that's because of the smell, you know? And we have the same thing when we hear, when we hear somebody crunching on chips. Suddenly you're like, oh yeah, I can go for some chips. This is all of our senses driving it. And again, I'm not saying don't do it, but just acknowledge when you're doing it. Because once we have that acknowledgement, we are more likely to control something. Now we can have an ounce of chips instead of the entire bag. Well, the next one we come to is cellular hunger. And we see this a lot with children that just overeat for no reason and we can't figure it out. Now, a lot of times kids, they don't have that sense of emotional hunger yet, or they may or may not have that sense of hunger, but we see it, especially in little kids, that sometimes they just feel like they cannot eat enough. As a parent, you're like, I have literally fed you everything in this house. I don't know what more you can eat. And it's because they are searching out a specific nutrient. And we do see this in adults. I mean, we see it in any generation that overeats. Sometimes there is a specific nutrient we are looking for. Now for today's example, I'm going to use zinc. Let's say our body is craving zinc or zinc is low. Our body knows we need zinc and our body just is constantly hungry and we're constantly eating. But none of the foods we're eating contain the zinc we require. Well, our body's going to continue searching for that zinc. So until someone stops and grabs some nuts or shellfish or things like that, our body is going to continually tell us it needs food because it's literally trying to seek out a nutrient. So it's why it's so important that in our daily diet that we are having high nutrient foods, that we're not eating a high amount of processed carbs because processed, well, not just carbs, but processed foods are a lot of times lacking those nutrients. So that's why we want to make sure we're having our fruits, our vegetables, our nuts, our seeds, our proteins, things like that, so that we make sure that all of our nutrients are covered. Now, the last one is ancestral. And this one to me was really interesting when I started realizing it. Now, when I entered my health coach realm, you know, you kind of had in your mind the perfect diet. Well, what I've learned over the last 10 years of health coaching is there is no such thing as the perfect diet because everybody's diet looks different. And a lot of it bases ourselves on our ancestral biology, which is really kind of interesting. You will find yourself craving certain foods just based on maybe what you grew up with, what you know you need. It's really interesting. So I see this a lot when somebody, let's say someone comes from Puerto Rico, they have grown up eating their Puerto Rican grandma's food and things like that. They're used to certain dishes. And then let's say that person goes on a low carb diet. Well, that almost eliminates a lot of the foods that they have grown up with. Now, suddenly they're constantly craving things. Their cravings are out of control. And I've seen it where when we start just adding in some rice, 
maybe some beans, maybe a dish that they have grown up with, suddenly those cravings go away. And this is different for everybody. I have an Irish husband and he craves meat and potatoes. Like if he's not getting potatoes a couple times a week, his cravings are out of control. So it's really important to understand those foods that are important to you. And it's not some big question like, oh, I don't know what foods are important to me. Think of the foods that you have really enjoyed and not necessarily those celebration foods, but those everyday foods that you have always kind of had. For me, it's lasagna. Now for me, actually, I don't need the noodles. The pasta really means next to nothing to me, but the tomato sauce, the richness in the cheese, that matters. So for me, a lot of times I will make lasagna, like a veggie type lasagna, and that's all I need. Or maybe I make chicken parm and use zucchini noodles if I don't want pasta. You know, and that's important that it's if you don't want. Listen, if lasagna was really important to me and that pasta was the key point for me, I would tell you to have the pasta. Now for me, I take the pasta out. I'm allergic to eggs. It's kind of hard to find pasta that doesn't include eggs. So for me, I just eliminate the pasta because for me, it's more about the sauce and the cheese and the flavoring and less about the pasta. So that's where I really want you to kind of think about things. What foods are important to you? Have you been avoiding them? Because avoiding them is not the point. Maybe something like macaroni and cheese is really important to you. Well, we can try something like a cauliflower mac and cheese, but if that doesn't cut it, then eat the mac and cheese. Just maybe let's put more vegetables into it, have a smaller portion, but do not ignore it because that's when things get out of control. So, you know, it, it there's so much that goes on. And, you know, a lot of times when we talk about stuff like this, guilt comes into play. And I'm not going to really talk about food guilt too much here. But some of you may know I released a Patreon page. And for $5 a month, you can get extra content every month. And actually this month content, we are going to talk about guilt-free eating. We're gonna take a little bit of a deeper dive into what we're talking about here and actually designing a plan so that way you can be able to have a diet that you are happy with, that you makes you feel good, and most of all, doesn't have you feeling guilty. That is one of the worst things when it comes to diets is when you feel guilty because you eat, you ate something you feel like you shouldn't have. And a lot of times once we have that feeling, we go down a deep slope of eating a lot more things we shouldn't have. We wanna get off that guilt train. And that's what we're actually talking about over in the Patreon page this month. If you're interested, you can join the Patreon and you can go to patreon.com slash Laura Timbrook and you can sign up there. I'll put a link in the show notes, but I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and always make sure you're eating your effing veggies. I'll talk to you all next week. <laughs>